most wonderful show is Keeping up with the Joneses Mrs. A.J. Jones Yes, sir Episode 274 It is Of Keeping up with the Joneses Give us a weekly catch-up Well, for me, it was a lighter week Because I didn't teach on the school So I almost felt like, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> what did you end up doing with your hands? Just all my other jobs <laughs> I think the most important story you need to tell this week is how I outgeniused the genius at the Apple store. You did. Thank you. Tell the story. Tell so, the people the good people. Tell the good people. My AirPod Pros stopped working. Well, the right ear stopped mm-hmm. working. And to be fair, you wear your AirPod Pros every day. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I use them all the time. Um, and I have had them for about three years. Anyway, they stopped working. Of course, you have to call first and you go through all this like on the phone. Hey, do this, do that, do this, do that. Did all those things, still weren't working. And of course, then they're like, bring it into the Genius Bar. So I do that. A sweet girl named Chi came over to help me. You remember her name? Yeah. Anyway, she said they have a special box that they put it in in the back. How much do you want to bet that I wanted to see the special box you wanted in the back? To see, I wanted I to see I wanted to see it, it yeah. after she talked about it. Yep. And the special box like tests both the case and or maybe that's a different box that tests the case and then the the sound quality and their connectivity and all that kind of stuff of the AirPods. So she comes back, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later. You went and got me a coffee I and came back. It Starbucks was a while. Back. Yeah, it was. Well, they were having problems. The box thing wasn't working and then... Always blame it on the box. Yeah. Anyway, they came back and said... Right. So actually, neither of them actually connect properly. And the right one is dead. And so you need a new. Because you set. couldn't charge the right one at all. Wouldn't Not even charge. in my case. Nope. It was just dead to the world. Done. No sound came out of it. Yeah. No connectivity, no charging. Nothing. Very, very sad. Anyway, so we're like, huh, that's a whole bunch of money we don't want to spend right now. So we're like, okay, thank you. So it was, you, it was out of warranty. So they said warranty. either buy a new set for $260 or buy a a replacement, like replacement set, which won't have a warranty for... 180 or something. 180. And so we were like, mm, yeah, neither. And you sweetly said I could use your AirPod Pros. Well, I just, I see AirPods Pro go on sale all the time. Apple often doesn't discount their stuff, but mm. you can, like, I think we walked out of that store and found them at Best Buy for 180 didn't we? Yes. Yeah. For a new one with but new I case thought, and everything. But I don't, yeah. obviously I don't really want to spend $180. We have multiple sets of headphones. You can use mine. And I had a sneaking suspicion I might be able to fix yours. What I lack in the ability to, uh, you know, deal with anything mechanical, like a lawnmower or a car engine, God gifted me with an insane level of confidence that I'll probably be able to figure out (laughs) if it's a computer. So sure enough, we get home, you give me your AirPod Pros so that I can like mosey uh, and clean and whatnot while listening to things. And then you said, just give me your ones that aren't working. And it wasn't very long later that you were like, here's your AirPods back and they work. And for those of you wondering what I did, I really didn't do anything technical. I just Googled, how do you factory reset AirPod Pros? Which you just open the case and hold down the back button for 15 seconds. And I did that and then fully charged them and then they worked. But I had done that. I had done that with the guy on the phone. I don't know. Things just bowed. They do. Well, and then like later on, they weren't working again. So I brought them back and I was like, babe, they're making some weird clicking sound. And you put them in your ears and I don't even know what you did. Press two buttons. You're like, there you go. They work again. I'm like, 
You know, well, I, we'll see how long this lasts. I yeah. think they are on their last legs. Given yeah. them. They don't it's really owe you gap. anything. No, you've, they you've nothing. You literally used them every day for several hours a day for three years. Yeah. Anyway, I, I felt redeemed as a husband at that point. Yeah, you did great. Thanks. Uh, let's talk about our weather. <gasps> the weather is insane. Okay, we t- walked well, into church this morning and Pastor Jeff said, have you seen the... Did he send it to you? Because yeah, it's I, so I, funny. I, just, I googled it. Okay. Tennessee has 12 seasons. Winter, full spring, second winter, spring of deception, third winter, <laughs> the pollening, actual spring, summer, hell's front porch, <laughs> false fall, second summer, actual fall. <laughs> That sounds about right. And and we are in spring of deception right now. We're in spring of deception. Or at least we were last week because it was 70 degrees <laughs> and beautiful weather. and the trees were all budding. My allergies were full on. And then Friday we get, what, four inches of snow? Four inches of snow. Yep. Yeah. And then Saturday the sun comes out and pretty much melts everything. Yes. And today it's supposed to be back up in the 50s. And then by Wednesday again, it'll be back into the 70s. It's so confusing. Yeah. So uh, you had your AirPods fixed by a handsome Scotsman. We had snow. I taught at M and last week. You did. I had so much fun. I haven't taught at M and in a long time, and I specifically haven't taught on the prophetic. Mm-hmm. Like I used to teach at SSL on the prophetic, and I haven't done it in I don't know how many years. You you now know. teach it. Yeah. So I got to teach on the prophetic, like how to activate people in the gift, uh, like kind of a beginner's guide to how the gift works. And I realized I was taught that by the Holy Spirit in my living room in Edinburgh years and years and years ago. I remember I remember sitting in my living room in my IKEA chair and I remember being so confused I didn't know how to prophesy and just asked the Lord and he taught me from Jeremiah chapter one. And then twenty something years later I'm teaching everybody on Monday night. So I had a lot of fun with that, teaching That's people how to prophesy. Cool. I enjoyed that. Uh, anything else happened this week? It was a much nicer week than last week. It was. We went bowling. <gasps> we did go bowling, and I beat my high score. What's What was your high score, and what was my high score? Well, my previous high score yes. was 67. Okay. A noble <laughs> effort. What's it out of? A noble effort, 300. Okay. I thought it was maybe really, out of 100. pretty dreadful. <laughs> okay. But, ladies and gentlemen, I have a new high score. You're not even going to be enthusiastic. It was 98. 98. 98. 98. We've got a lot of skilled bowlers on our staff. We do. Or really fluky. We have some that showed up with their own bowling ball. Yes, I I send them to the other end of the bowling. Yeah, you're not bowling with us. We like formed our lane based on all of us couldn't bowl Mm -hmm. and we just wanted to have fun. And so um, it looked like maybe several of our staff lanes were that scenario. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Like, I think the thing I like about bowling is you don't have to do much. Yeah, you just throw show up ball. like every yeah. like two and a half minutes, throw a ball down. Not even. It's like every five minutes. Oh, well, you lot were all like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, hang out and eat pizza or, yeah, I eat pizza. And Brussels sprouts. They had right. really good Brussels, Brussels sprouts. sprouts. Yeah. Our kids are now on spring break. Spring MJ break. had his uh, spring performance, did an awesome yes. job. He was so cute. Very And he cute. played like a xylophone or something, didn't he? He kept that from us. Yeah. So it big was, surprise. It was the big surprise. Came and out and there's great. our son, center stage, playing a xylophone. It was very sweet. Very, very sweet. Yeah. All right. Do you want our topic for this week? Yes. I wish I'd thought about doing this topic straight after when Ben was talking. Okay. Our friend Ben Jackson came on. He talked about seasons of transition. Mm. But we were having lunch today with some friends and we were just talking about like how... 
how the seasons change. I don't mean like spring, summer, spring of deception. I don't mean those right. seasons. <laughs> right. I mean, like, you know, how, how life changes. And you go through different seasons. Maybe it's job change. Maybe it's moving house. Maybe it's moving country. Maybe it's a season with the Lord that changes for you. And uh, we were just talking about that. And I just began thinking, like, I don't know if I'm wired oddly, but I love change. I think you do too. Uh, I love, well, I suppose I like change more than some people. Yeah. Sometimes I don't like change. It depends. If I planned for change, then I feel fine about it. <laughs> I, I, I've always, I think, always loved change. I love when God's up to something. I don't know whether I just get bored with monotony. Well, I love when God's up to something. I don't just like change for change's sake. Yes, but, you know, if you believe God is sovereign, then change for change's sake is actually change for the Lord's sake because he oh, rules everything. Tricky. <laughs> <laughs> you can always find the purposes of God at work. I, I get what your point. I, I get your point. Like, I didn't like the season where you had a tumor growing inside you and it was trying to get out and then you had to go for surgery. That wasn't a fun right. season it wasn't of change. Like, Yay, I love change. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but by and large, when big change happens, I get excited about it. Don't you? Yeah. I was just thinking, yay, five tiny scars that look like I was attracted by Wolverine. I love change. Sorry. Okay. Well, I guess it depends on which change you're talking about. When I think about the change that we've been through, like before I met you, the changes I went through, changes since we've been married, I think one of the kind things of the Lord is he's always been gracious to tell us about the change before it happens. Mm -hmm. Now, to be fair, you don't always see that he's telling you about change heading into the change. Sometimes, no, sometimes you do. it's hindsight, isn't it? It's sometimes like, it's oh, like, you totally were oh, trying to give me heads up about that. That's yeah. what you were doing. Yeah. But I was thinking about like change always comes with cost. Mm-hmm. But the the cost of the cost or how much that cost hurts you, I think comes down to three different factors or three different criteria. Okay. As I reflect on it, I'm going to suggest that the level of partnership we do with the Holy Spirit, how quickly we obey the Holy Spirit, and how willing our heart is to engage with the process of change. How's that different from partnership? Well, I think about partnership being on the front end. So like one of the questions I was talking to our friends about at lunch is, it comes from our own experience really, is like often for me... The Lord has invited us to dream about a next season, even when we're not thinking about the next season. Yes, even when it seems like impossible or whatever. Yeah. Right. And often it's very hard to dream into a future season when you're limited by the constraints of your present season. Or even the constraints of past seasons where you've been disappointed. Right. Yeah. Where you don't realize that blinkers have been put on right. you through previous sets of disappointment. Yeah. So the Lord's saying like, hey, hey, dream about this. And we're like, no, no, I've done mm-hmm. that before. That's that's disappointing. And I think where the partnership comes in, there's a beautiful verse in Psalms 145 verse 16, where it says he opens his hand and satisfies the desires of every living thing. Sometimes the very desires that he wants to satisfy we've killed because of the pain of not seeing those desires come to fruition. 
Or previous desires not coming to fruition. Or those ones where we're just right. like, hey, Lord, you said that this is a desire you want to satisfy. I didn't get desired. I'm just going to pack away, put it in the annex and bury and bury and bury it. Right. And then what do we know? But the Lord is actually, I want to breathe on that. And in order for us to partner with him, we actually have to pull that out and, and allow the Lord to awaken that into a, a new desire. Yeah. So when I think about like partnership with the Lord, it's often on the front end. So th- tell us tell a story uh, about us having to go or not having to go, but being invited into house hunting when we lived in Toronto. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is in a season where we're completely living by faith. Mm-hmm. And so we have uh, no income. Like if we were go- to go to the bank, they yeah. would be like, you don't have steady income. And right. Y- yes, that's true. Um, but we felt like the Lord was saying, hey, I want you to go and dream about a house and what you'd like in a house and all that kind of stuff. And so we would go on Sunday afternoons after church because there'd be like open houses. All the time. And we would walk through all of these sort of new built houses, uh, a lot of times townhouses. um, What's a townhouse for people who don't know Toronto? Where they're, um, you know, like there's a row of houses all together. What would you call those in the UK? Tenements. Yeah. So, Richie? That's a Scottish phrase. Yeah. Tenements. Yeah. yeah, so they're just like tall, skinny houses that are all kind of glued together, for lack of a better word. Kind of there bigger might be... than an apartment, but yes. Uh, in Britain, we'd have semi-detached houses where it's like uh, two well, we houses joined too. together. Yes, but this is like a row of all these joined houses. Right, yeah. So and what do you call them? We call them townhouses. Townhouses. Okay. Yeah, so there's townhouses. And then we did. We went through some like proper houses. And townhouses would be your starter homes. And, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And most of them that we were looking at were good half an hour, 40 minutes outside of the city. But we were just sort of wildly dreaming because mm-hmm. we felt like the Lord said to dream. But there was nothing in the natural that would have pointed towards this ever being a, a productive use yeah. of time. <laughs> But what was also, you, you described it as wildly dreaming until the Lord rebuked us. Yeah. Because the Lord was like, hey, I'm curious why you're looking at the houses that you're looking at. Yes. And we were like, well, that's all we can afford. And the Lord was like, well, actually, you can't afford anything. Which was true. <laughs> so <laughs> but the we point, were trying to keep to something we thought was reasonable. Well, that's the point he was trying to make is... You know, I didn't give you any price range. I just asked you to go dream, and you automatically limited your dreaming to what you thought you could afford, which on paper you can't even afford. Right. So it was really interesting. Like, here, here's something where the Lord's inviting us to dream about something. I was also curious because we had an inkling that we weren't going to end up in Canada anyway. Yeah, we weren't really sure where we would end up. Yeah, I think we were hoping it would be the United States. Like, we I remember, f- I remember filling in all my paperwork for for citizenship for Canada. Mm. And I remember saying to you, I'm not sure why we're doing this when we both know we end up in America. So it's this weird season where the Lord's inviting us to dream about a house. Mm-hmm. And now later we realize he was wakening up our heart for a desire that he actually fulfilled in a different country yeah. in a different season. Yeah, But still, that driving around kind of confronted our limited thinking. Yeah. It also gave us a feel and a flavor and a hunger for what we'd eventually want. Yeah. Do you remember that when we came here to Franklin, before we even knew we were moving here, we came to the very neighborhood we now live in? Yeah. Some friends of ours were driving us around and they brought us into this neighborhood and there was an open house. And so we walked through one of the model homes that had a basement and everything. And I remember saying to Alan, like, oh man, if we moved here, I would want to live here. 
like this would be this would be the dream. You and know? then the Lord in his kindness mm-hmm. puts us right in the neighborhood that we were dreaming that we didn't even think would be a reality. Yeah. Like eight years later or something. And I think it's all connected. I think. Yeah. And actually the the house that the Lord gave us here is much nicer house than the one that we looked at. And I was saying, Lord, this would be the dream. Uh, and even in that, it was like a way overshoot of like, oh, that's your dream. Let me just let me just up that a little bit. Yeah. I want to encourage anybody who's listening to this and you're in a season of discontentment. The thing that I've come to learn about seasons of discontentment is it causes longing to rise in your heart. Mm. So you live in a season where you don't have the thing that you don't know you want yet, which is why you're discontent. And as you sit with your discontentment, that longing arises in your heart and your Lord's like, oh, I'm glad to see that longing because that's the thing I'd like to open my hand and satisfy that desire. Right. And the trickiness is to let yourself feel the longing and not get bitter yes. or or let your heart grow sick in, in the waiting between yeah. recognizing a longing and the longing being fulfilled. So when you talk about like, hey, what's the difference between partnership and being willing to obey? I think partnership is at the, the very early stages where you allow the Lord to woo your heart, to incubate for him to draw out things that he's put, you know, in, uh, where is it? Is it Lamentations? Ecclesiastes? That God's set eternity in the heart of men. Mm. Like the Lord's put something in us that he wants to satisfy, and the tension is usually the thing that he wants to satisfy in us is something we can't achieve on our own. Yeah. And he puts us in circumstances where the thing that we're longing for, we can't bring forth, and that's the partnership of like, okay, Lord, I, I am yearning, longing, hungering for this thing. And the Lord's like, oh, I'm glad you're in touch with that. That's mm. the very thing I would would love to do with you, do for you, do through you in the season. Mm-hmm. I think that kicks in the partnership. I think I, I never knew that part of walking with the Lord. I just thought, I am a robot. Yes, Lord, give me my instructions and I will go do it. And, you know, like I think when I met you, that was the beginning of the Lord helping me move from a robot mindset to a sonship mindset. Like I I think when I approached the Lord about thinking about marrying you, it was like, should I? Yes or no? True or false? Is she my wife? (laughs) And the Lord was like, well, hang on, like robot boy, can we back up and can you get in touch with the longing of your heart? Like what is it you're looking for? And I, I wasn't, you know, we were talking about this with Ben a couple of weeks ago. Like the the will of the Lord is wide, you know. Like a, I think he said, a field. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's 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 something beautiful to to explore. And I, I just didn't know that about the Lord. I think you see an example of that in Moses's life. Okay. So early on in Moses's life, you see him killing an Egyptian because they're abusing an Israelite. And right there you see the longing and the desire of his heart accomplished through his will, not God's will. Yes. But it was an inkling of what, what God had put in his heart to do, which was to redeem people. Yeah. Okay. So that's partnership. Mm-hmm. What about number two, obedience? I think obedience is the easiest one to understand, but maybe the best piece of advice, advice, the best w- word concerning obedience I think I've ever heard is we were at my sister's church in... Uh, in Raleigh, no, in Charlotte, North mm. Carolina, Elevation mm. Church. The pastor who was speaking there, he said this line, he said, delayed obedience is the same as disobedience. And I think you can partner with the Lord all day long, 
But until you actually do what he's asking you, I don't think you'll ever see the change that he, that you're longing for and that he's desiring to bring. Yeah. And I think about all of our dreaming and longing comes to a point of decision making. Like I think about our adoption right now. Like that took an awful lot of work. Yes. And it wasn't exciting or pleasurable or enjoyable <laughs> or easy. It was filled with friction and lots of paperwork. But now literally everything we can do for adoption is done. And now we wait. And now we now we wait. Yeah. Same with getting married. Same with moving. My gosh, like moving. Moving countries. That was crazy. We I remember that not only did we have to pack everything in our house, we had to itemize what was in every single box. Every box. Number had the to box. Have a list itemize. on the outside. Like down to how many forks you had and things like that. It was crazy. Yeah. Like sometimes obedience is, you know, if excellence is the sum of a thousand tiny details, obedience is often the same. Mm. It's like, can I just, isn't my yes enough? It's not the big yeses. It's those and the little yeses. And there's often way more of those. I remember the day that we went for our interview for our citizenship for no for our green card for yes. permanent residence yeah. we had to drive through to where was it memphis memphis and i you know they send you a sheet of paper saying you need to bring this this and this so i've got what three ring binders full oh, of all our so previous mm -hmm. taxes paperwork all that sort of stuff i'm in a suit shirt and tie you're there we're ready for our interview i also was wearing clothes yes it's not like you're in a shirt and tie you're there <laughs> I thought it was noteworthy because I don't think anyone's ever seen you in a shirt or tie. But yes, AJ Abby, was fully clothed. Abby was there, also fully clothed. Keep going. <laughs> but it, it just reminded me, like, this is the culmination of so much work. Mm -hmm. Because these three ring binders are, like, color-coded and tabbed. So, you know, if they ask you anything, I can, you know, find it in our index. And I was just thinking, man, this is, this is so much work to accomplish the goal of the dream of my eight-year-old heart of becoming an American. Mm. Sometimes obedience is not sexy at mm -hmm. all. It's, it's just roll up your sleeves and get to it. Yep. Yeah, but obedience is the easiest part, I think. So what was number three then? Number three is this whole thing about a willing spirit. Okay. Like, I think the Lord will take obedience, mm -hmm. like grumbling obedience, mm. just, oh, fine, I'll do it. Mm. But I think that the cost difference between a really expensive move and a really easy, gracious move is how willing your spirit is to partner with him. Okay. Like, I think about the friction that Jonah went through. Mm -hmm. Right? So initially, he didn't want to obey, and then he gets swallowed by a great fish, and that kind of been fun. But then even when he does obey, and he's willing, and he goes, he's not happy about the word that the Lord gives. You know, he just wishes that he would die. Like, he doesn't, you know, even though he's obedient, the cost to him is huge because his heart attitude is wrong. He was obedient, but he, he had a lot of whinging intercession and his obedience. Mm -hmm. I think about my own life when I have done things reluctantly, how much more expensive it's been for me. I think I told this on the podcast a couple of, I don't know, we've done 200 and something episodes, but I remember when the Lord asked me to be a teacher the best I could tell, and I, I wasn't confident that the Lord had asked me to do this, but the best I could tell is that as far as I knew, uh, I used to quit my job and go back to teacher training school, right? Do my postgraduate in teaching. Here's the thing. I don't want to be a teacher. So I certainly didn't want to go do the teacher training, 
by the way, at my cost, like my, God bless my parents had already paid for my undergraduate degree. And so if I want to go do this, I had to pay my, pay my way. Mm -hmm. So I quit my job and I go back to being a student, having just graduated after being a student for five years. It wasn't fun. And so I didn't want to do it. And I remember the first week I was sick to my stomach. And I think the sickness in my stomach was my indecision. Is this God? Is it not God? Am I wasting mm-hmm. my money? Mm-hmm. You know, I could bail. It doesn't matter. You know, I could just, you know, it's fine. Even if I'm wrong, he'll forgive you. Know, blah, 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 you know, and mm-hmm. I got myself sick because I wasn't willing to obey. I mean, practically I'd enrolled, but wasn't that enough? Isn't it just enough that I suggest I really have to graduate? I went through it again once I graduated it. Like, fine, fine. You said I want you to become a teacher. Technically, I, I am a teacher. I have become a teacher. I have become a teacher. Do I really have to go and do the thing? You know, it was like, uh, uh, you know, like being dragged. It wasn't willing. It wasn't willing at all. And I paid the price for it. The Lord still got what he wanted, but... But anyway, I remember going home to Dundee to stay with my parents. I remember I was sick. I remember getting up really, really early. I walked up to my parents' house was near a, a big uh, graveyard, mm. which sounds horrible. It was really beautiful. It was on a big hill. It was really beautiful, yeah. And I'd go and I'd watch the sunrise over the River Tay. And uh, I was reading the book of Revelation, and it was all to him who in overcomes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, just <laughs> sat there watching the sun come up in a graveyard. Okay. Kind of how my life felt at the time. Reading the book of Revelation, to him who overcomes, I'll give a new name. Yeah. To him who overcomes, you know, I'll, you know, I'll do this, I'll do that. And I just thought, okay, overcoming requires, I'm not only going to make the decision, I'm going to stick with the decision, I'm going to do it. And, and a lot of stuff shifted for me. I remember the same thing. I was in turmoil deciding whether to marry you or not. Yes. That's a little different because I, I, the Lord wasn't telling me you need he to marry saying, her. You must. No. Nope. And it was disobedience. But, but, you know, I had this invitation, but I was sick in the, you know, as James says, you Indecision. know, I was a double minded man, unstable in all my ways. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, to my chagrin, I'm not very good at following the Lord when he's leading me into things that weren't my idea. Mm-hmm. So, for example, it's kind of embarrassing to admit, but I think I've shared it before. A number of years ago, we get the opportunity to go to Israel as a family. Yeah. All expenses paid. Someone comes to us and says, I'd like to pay for your whole family to go to Israel. And I was like, eh, no thanks. Like, I had no interest in going to Israel. Whatsoever. And I was like, what? I was like, babe, no, you go. You like, oh, no, but this is an amazing opportunity. I was like, ah, I don't like history. And it's a long flight. And I don't really want to take my kids. And like, literally, it's not lighting me up at all. And at the back of my head, I'm kind of like, this is kind of ignorant. Someone's offering to pay for an all expenses paid trip to Israel. You really don't want to go? And I remember talking to the Lord about it, and I, the Lord did not lay any guilt trip me, on me at all, but I remember thinking, okay, if this is the apple of his eye, mm-hmm. right? If the Lord loves Jerusalem, if the Lord loves Israel. Which he does. Which he does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe we should go. <laughs> he may be seeing something that I'm not seeing. Yeah. And I remember just saying, Lord, I know I sound like an ingrate, and I just realized, like, I can't, I can't give my yes to go, but have my heart be a no the whole time because it'll be miserable for me, miserable for you, miserable for the kid. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to be in, I'm going to be all in. And I honestly really didn't want to go, mm-hmm. but kind of just decided to talk myself into it and mm-hmm. fine, I'll go. And then, of course, loved it and would love to go back. Yes. But I've, I've tried to hold on to the whole thing, which I should already know, Isaiah 55, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So often, if the, if you're trusting the Lord to lead you in your life, you've got to understand that he knows better about your life than I do. Like, for example, going back to the Lord saying, I want you to be a teacher, 
I couldn't imagine anything I want to do less than be a teacher. And now, as you all know, I love being a teacher. I love teaching. Right. I love all of it. So I think the I've I just got struck with a little bit of fear of the Lord. Oh. And here's what my fear is. I'm waxing lyrical, all right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not really in a season of transition. <laughs> like, hey, everybody, here's some great advice that I'm so glad I don't have to follow right now. And I'm just anticipating, like, in a month or so, the Lord's like, and remember that podcast you released about having a willing heart? So, but I think this is battle-tested. Like, we have lived through this. I would say this is true. And yet, <clears throat> sometimes the heart's a slow learner. Yeah, for sure. Th- thoughts? Tell me a story about a willing heart. I mean, I would say uh, uh, what I like about the way that you phrase the one, two, three is I can recognize that my heart moves through those things. Usually the Lord gives me some sort of a heads up, you know, hey, whether it's a, you know, through a dream or whatever, some sort of. But I feel like you catch on way faster than I do. Well, I'm good like that. No, no, but I'm serious. I (laughs) think the things that the Lord asks you to dream about you very quickly, almost like a magnet, yeah. Voomp, and like connect with him about that. Yeah. And you're like in. Yeah. And I'm like, just give me like 12 to 24 months to ponder it, <laughs> chew it, fast it. I need to like really think no, about that. Look you at think statistics. Do you think that's right? <laughs> you are yes. really quick. I do think that's right. Yes. Um, But I still see, like whether you're quick or whether you're slow, I still see those three things like the, hey, the mm-hmm. Lord saying, hey, what about this? Yep. Then the obedience part. Okay, I'm going to choose this, and then often there, like it, it. I mean, sometimes there's a delay, isn't mm-hmm. there, before you're actually in in the third. Yes, you know where it, really it's it's partnership again, but a different kind of partnership. Yeah, it's a, it's a willingness. Yeah, but I would say like all I can see that process in all of our big mm-hmm. all of our big moves. Everything the Lord's asked of us, there's been those those sort of three seasons, for lack of a better... Yes, that uh, precipitate or are around the time of a season change. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about Paul Cain. He had this great phrase where he would say, sometimes the Lord will give you a foretaste of something so you get a taste for something. Yeah. What I mean by that is oftentimes something will show up to whet your appetite, maybe awaken a longing that speaks to the very thing that God wants to do in the next season. A little example of that would be the very house that we're in now yes. is in the neighborhood that we, once upon a time, before we even considered really moving to Nashville, we were like, wouldn't it be great to live here if we did? Yeah. And now we do. Yeah. Another example for me would be teaching. Like the Lord had me learn the craft of teaching in a Scottish school system before he ever released me to teach kingdom truths in a, in a kingdom world. Mm-hmm. And I, I was talking to, uh, we have an amazing, uh, we have big surprise, we have amazing musicians at Grace Center. I was talking to um, Fred today, he's one of our keyboard players, an amazing, uh, yeah, amazing musician. Yes. And we were just, we were chatting in between services about like, you know, how did you get started? And, you know, you know what to use and where did you learn to play and all that sort of stuff. And so he was just asking me like, hey, you know, you seem really passionate about this. And I was, I was telling my own journey with playing the piano and how I probably haven't played the piano in 10 years, but, so, you know, something I love to do. And he said, isn't it funny that, that you grew up as a child with a father who played a piano every single day, which is my dad would do. Mm-hmm. And my dad would play by ear. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, you you didn't notice that your parents tried to pay for piano lessons that you didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And now here you are as an adult 
And I was telling him, I used to, when I had a piano, I'd play the piano every day. And he said, uh, and here you are as an adult with this kind of latent desire now bringing itself back. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I would encourage you to think about, I've got some questions for you to think about. Of course you do. Think about the things that seem to be being stirred up in this season that are reminiscent of a past season, because it's most likely God doing something in those areas. It's that foretaste for a taste for. Yeah. That's great. Do you want some questions? I want some questions. Oh, well, I don't actually know if I want some questions. Yeah, you do. I, sure. I wrote them down. Sure, okay. I want, I want you to think about this because it's 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 most like the Lord to be intentional. Yes. The other thing, you've said, you've heard us say this so many times before. The only thing that's been on the other side of obedience for us is our satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, is. Just delight. Yep. No, no matter the sacrifice, no matter how much it's cost. Right. It's you only can ever never go to, wrong obeying. No. Well, it's only ever led to satisfaction. Okay. Here's three questions for our listeners. Okay. I'll put these questions in Oh, the I thought notes. they were for me. Okay. Well, they're well, for okay. you. They're good, for everybody to kind of take ponder. to the Lord, ponder, journal. Good. Talk about. Ready. Number one. Yeah. What is your heart longing for in this season? And my encouragement is don't discount those things that are outside of your possibilities because those are the very things that the Lord specializes in. You okay? Did you see the future? <laughs> I just nodded my head and my neck cracked. And it was so loud. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Orthopedic care is like, the thing you're longing I for. I was like, I got it. I'm going to ask about that. When I, when I nodded, it just cracked really loud. I was like, wowza. How's okay. 50s? <laughs> How are your 50s? Just fine, thanks. <laughs> All right. Pay attention to what's longing. Yeah. And sometimes we don't know what's longing, which is why we're in seasons of discontentment so that longing arises. Mm-hmm. Uh, Second question, we just talked about this. What is coming up in this past season that feels like an old thing being revisited? Mm. Me talking about piano playing, mm-hmm. right? But what's what's coming up for you that's like, this again could be the Lord is stirring the waters. And then my final question is, is really a reframing of what's going on in your life right now. In what ways are your circumstances conspiring against you? Could it actually be the Lord moving you out of an old season into something new? Mm. Have you ever been in that season of life where it feels like everything is working against you? Mm-hmm. You're feeling pressed, pressed, squished, squeezed, doors are closing, and we sometimes write a story that, you know, oh, my circumstances are against me. What if it's actually the Lord in his kindness moving you into something new uh have a ponder about that like yeah, view those but you circumstances. want to really seek the lord about that because it also might just be that there's something that needs to die <laughs> and he's not actually moving you into some something new so True. you don't want to just sort of go i feel uncomfortable you know what it must mean because that's like the easy way out too so <laughs> well, but, that's my only my only caution for you but here's what i've learned Working's hard. I don't think I want to work anymore. Yeah, that's not really what we mean. <laughs> but here's what I've learned. Yeah. Even if you get it wrong, if that if that's what you're trying to do, yeah. like trying to excuse hard seasons, yeah. then like, you know, hard seasons are not a respecter of your geography. If you move to a new job or a new... It'll just follow it'll you. It'll just follow well, you. Well, that's why yeah. you want to know <laughs> before you're like, you know, it's going to be so much better if I move uh, over there. Granted. Yeah. yeah granted. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That's our thoughts on transition. I don't know where you are. I hope that's blessed you if you're in a season of transition. If you're not, bookmark this episode and come back when you will be. 
Because I think for all of us, there's yeah. something happening right yeah, now yeah. in the spirit where seasons of transition. If it's not obedience, it's partnership. Mm. And if it's not partnership or obedience, then it could be like the willingness of your heart. Mm. Like, what are you engaging mm. with? Okay. I had a listener's question that's been asked repeatedly in the last couple of weeks. Oh, dear. Okay. No, it's, it's a great question. Okay, yeah. Several people have written in. Um, uh, this one it was uh, from an anonymous person. Rebecca, you also answered this question. Just wanted to let you know we heard you. Um, she says this. Uh, this is anonymous. My husband and I are completely blown away by the lessons you've been teaching on tithing and giving. It's all totally new information, even though we both grew up in the church. Isn't that funny? Wow. How stuff that we're familiar with can become become new again. Thank you, Jesus. My question is this, where do we tithe in the midst of finding a church? Like other people had written and going, hey, I just moved to a new city. I haven't found a church yet. What do I do with my tithe in the meantime? Okay. So what do you say? Well, I would say wherever you're getting fed. So so if you're like watching a church online Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. Yeah, wherever you're getting fed until you find a new church to get plugged into and then tie there. Yes. And I think that's a very important distinction to make because one of the things I've noticed just in my walking with people is that they will go, I'm not being fed in my own church, so I'll keep tithing to somewhere else. No, no, no. Bring the food into the storehouse. Yes. If you don't have a storehouse, do what AJ says, give wherever you're being fed. Right. Or tithe, rather, return but, wherever you're being fed. But try and find a home congregation. And as soon as you do, really put down roots financially yeah. so that you'll be blessed with that. Yeah. All right. Straightforward. Thanks for asking the question, everybody who sent that in. Have, AJ Jones. Have you have I? Have you figured what? out when the financial thing is going to be yet? Soon I don't mean to put soon. you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> I just thought, no did one, I miss it? No, no one did knows we? the times. Oh. <laughs> Only the Lord. Only the Lord knows when it will start. Yeah, very okay. soon. Soon and very soon. Okay, soon and very soon. Yeah. Got you. Sometime in the next thousand years. Definitely yeah. in the next thousand yeah, years. Yeah, it'll start. And if the Lord tarries, it yes. will start. Oh, if the Lord, should he tarry? Yes. Um. Great. Well, if you want the show notes from this episode, go to alanandaj.com slash 274. And if you would like a discount on the aforementioned course that will be coming should the Lord tarry, <laughs> if you would like to watch video versions of these podcasts, if you would like to get priority Q&A or get access to us uh, in a closed forum, you can become a member. Becoming a member of the show not only gives you access to all those benefits, but also helps support the show as well. A huge thank you to all our members. We have an influx of members from Australia <gasps> since the last time we recorded. A bunch oh, of you wow. signed up. So. Uh, Hello, Australia. Hello, all of our Australian members. Um, you can become a member by going to alanandaj.com slash join. Wonderful. You're giving me that sexy look again. Oh. Maybe it's your tired look. <laughs> <laughs> and all these years yeah, I've been reading that like, signal law. That would Go explain on. a lot. You're like, I, would I, actually explain I, a lot. I see that look, baby. I'm like, what look? What are you talking about? I want to go to sleep. I understand now. I was editing okay. last week's episode, and God bless you. We were so tired when we recorded it. Yeah. But towards the end of the <laughs> podcast, you're just staring off into space. <laughs> it's okay, look, this is the tired look. Yeah, it was like that. Okay. It was like that. Except you're this, looking way over this there. This is the hey, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you have indigestion. <laughs> well, so now you should just switch it up. Whenever it looks like I have indigestion, I might be interested. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Top show. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for joining us this week. We pray you have an amazing week. We pray that you get to process with the Lord all about the seasons that are shifting, the seasons he's taking you into, and that your longings will be fulfilled. Bye-bye. Yeah.
Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God are things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me. Alan and AJ. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, sharing their life experiences. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. They talk about faith in God and everything under the sun. If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone.